How do a bunch of awkward, smelly kids from Seattle change the whole fucking world? By not trying to change the world. By being so honest, so unconcerned with the conventions of language, society, and art that they blast through the substrate of every person they encounter. By falling in everything except what you can't fall in. By being worst at what you do best. I'm Nick Reinerson, and this is Burn After Listening. Today we're talking about Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Nirvana's vision was so intense, so monumental, so unbearable that it blasted out like a fire hose. They didn't even realize it, but pain was on full display in a way that was so disarming, yet so intense. Uncomfortable everywhere, just like us. Only in their songs could they get out the bright, blinding force that was inside them. Nirvana because it's who they were, because they felt that pain, they spoke to every insecure, bored, bogged down, anxious American, living their lives for nothing, watching endless amounts of TV, but longing for something. They spoke and drew out the quiet desperation that Thoreau talked about 150 years before. Nirvana became ambassadors of the American condition because they couldn't not say what they saw and felt. And Smells Like Teen Spirit was their coming out. It was their their moment to connect all of the pain that they felt to all of the pain in the world around them. And it combusted. In Kurt Cobain, every lovesick, numbed, angry kid finally had their prophet, a herald of their own hearts in agony. Kurt Cobain and Dave Grawl and Chris Novoselic, they didn't care about being famous. All they wanted to be was honest. It's all they could be. They were uncompromisingly, unflinchingly honest, unflinchingly hurting. But at the same time, Smells Like Teen Spirit's not a confessional. It's not an absolution. It's not a uh, confession booth at a church. It's a declaration, a transmission, a giving and imparting honestly, too honestly, scarily honestly. It was a picture painted inside of the suburban soul. Here we are now, we all say, we all said in the 90s and we all still say, here we are, entertain us. It's not a condemnation, it's a participation. Kurt Cobain wants to be entertained just like you do. It's not a condemnation either, it's an expression in a powerful one. When you dive in, when you listen to the song, you hear it for the first time, maybe you're listening intentionally, maybe it's just on the radio, and we're left after about five minutes to sort out what it means to be exposed, to feel the things we didn't realize we should feel or could feel with these brutal lyrics mumbled over a painful, loud Seattle guitar. And we have to sort out being known in the deepest despairs of modern life to see we're not alone. Nirvana will live forever, and this song will live forever because of the force of the revelation that was given to them 
I don't even think they knew what they were doing, but it was a clear marker, the clearest marker of the times, of all time. An explosion of honesty without convention. A failure of the tastemakers and the politicos to predict the future. To placate us, to entertain us. An intercession for the continued catharsis, for every pissed off kid, despondent and unfulfilled but longing for more. Here we are now, feeling the same. Here we are now, needing validation. Here we are now, entertain us. <laughs>